Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Ike, we are through the regular season into the playoffs and bet online is the place to be if you want to place a wager i'm so excited because the steelers back in the playoffs now i for the first time in a few years and going up yet again against the cleveland browns but bet online is the place to be if you want to place any kind of wager this postseason man that's crazy you say any kind of wager so i guess i have to bet online of course yes yeah, about that time this is a whole nother season you know, you got your preseason, you got your regular season. The Pittsburgh Steelers, like you say, haven't been in the playoffs in a couple of years, and they're playing the Cleveland Browns for the third time. And I, I think I had that experience once before, but it was with the Baltimore Ravens. And we're going to get all into this in today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast, but head over to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion, 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ike Taylor. Ike, we're recording this the Monday morning after the Steelers 24 to 22 loss to the Cleveland Browns and our preseason predictions were somewhere right in the middle. You had the Steelers at 13 and three. I had them at 11 and five. They finish at 12 and four, but losing to the Browns, I'm going to say this, they're going to have to play Cleveland again in the playoffs next week, but I thought the Steelers played really well considering all of the players that were out on Sunday that they will likely get back come playoff time. That was my initial reaction. But what was yours after the week 17 loss to Cleveland? Man, you know, an L is an L. That's how I look at it. I think regardless of whether the starters was in or the starters was out, that's just been Pittsburgh the last four or five games. You know, they've been very inconsistent. You know, whether it's the second group coming in or the first group coming in, that's just what they are. Um, they didn't play bad against the Cleveland Browns. And shout out to the Cleveland Browns for getting in the playoffs since 2002. But at the same time, just looking at it from a Pittsburgh Steelers standpoint, you always want to come out with the best letter in the alphabet. And that's a W, right? And they didn't. They came two points short. What I did like, I like Mason Rudolph. He did some things well. He's very inconsistent right now. And the reason why I think he's very is inconsistent is because Ben is healthy. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not a Justin Herbert who's going to have a, a lot of playing time because injuries of Tyrod Taylor. So he's not able to get the reps like he should. But I did see some highlights. I think he got in the groove, but he got in the groove kind of too late in that game. But he did give him a chance to win the game at the end. On the defensive side, that's what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to stop Nick Chubbs and Kareem Hunt <laughs> for the third time. And that's going to be tough. And in the playoffs, that's what you want to establish. 
you want to establish the line of scrimmage. And for the Pittsburgh Steelers, when it comes down to this running game or when it comes down to stopping the run the last four games, they haven't established that. And that's going to be very crucial. And that's my only concern, the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. When it comes down to the passing game with the Pittsburgh Steelers, they probably got one of the best pass rushers and they got two starters out, really three starters out. So I get that part. But when it's time to run, and this is December, January, February football, you got to establish the line of scrimmage. And that's my only concern, Mark. That was something I wanted to see the Steelers do, and they were doing a little bit of it with Josh Dobbs almost as a wildcat or gadget quarterback. I know we were texting some, Ike, during the game, and I thought Rudolph played well in the second half. He's pretty good at throwing the deep ball. He had a deep touchdown pass to Chase Claypool, deep pass to Deontay Johnson. That set up this Juju Smith-Schuster touchdown. But I wanted to see Dobbs play because going back to last season, we have a pretty good sample size of Mason Rudolph. And certainly, maybe you think from the standpoint of if anything happens to Big Ben, Rudolph could then step in and do a serviceable job. But in my opinion, you already know what you have with Mason Rudolph dating back to last season, filling in for Big Ben. And he got supplanted by Duck Hodges a season ago. I wanted to see more of Josh Dobbs, a guy who has been on the Steelers roster. Remember, they traded into the Jaguars last year and then got him back. I wanted to see what he could do with an opportunity. And I thought that that was a chance that he had against Cleveland in week 17. You mentioned the running game. I, I feel like we're a broken record in the sense that they're going to use the quick passing game as an extension of the running game. But when you continue to pass the ball as much as the Steelers do, even with Rudolph filling in for Big Ben, it just goes to show you what they're going to do or at least try to do in the playoffs. And that is troublesome for me. Maybe not against the wild card round against Cleveland, but as you get later and later into the playoffs, that is a concern I have against Cleveland next week, though, because we talk about Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt as the Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield in that backfield. If right. they can get out to an early lead and control the clock, that is a concern I have against Cleveland in the playoffs. I would like to see more of Anthony McFarlane, too, at their running back position. I think Anthony McFarlane, running back from Maryland, he's a good change of pace guy. I look at Anthony McFarlane, how Dallas looks at Pollock, the running back coming from behind Ezekiel Elliott. You know, he's a good change of pace guy, give him more reps. He definitely can come out of the backfield, catch some balls. He's a little bit more shiftier than the rest of the running backs. So um, I would like to see him more. You know, maybe when you got a guy who's quick and elusive, as like an Anthony McFarlane, he can kind of establish his own line of scrimmage because he can hit the hole faster, make a few more guys miss, and he might get on rhythm before the offensive line do. So the offensive line might got to catch up. When you're talking about a Benny Snells, a James Conner, and those guys, a Samuel, those guys, they're pretty much the same kind of back. And then you got one guy who can be the opposite back, and, and that's Anthony McFarlane. But like you said, bro, you got to be able to stop the run, and you got to be able to run the ball. And, and that's what it boils down to. Just look at the Tennessee game against Houston, and that, and that was a good game. Just look at the Colts game against Jacksonville, the established run. So all these teams who are winning these games in early January, they establishing the run. You know, you look at the L.A. Chargers, they played the, the Kansas City Chiefs, and what they did, they had to establish the run. So that's that's just and, – and that's the line of scrimmage, man. I always, I always say this, man. You build a house from the ground up, and that's how you build your team from the inside out. Just look at the Washington Redskins. 
Um, I said it was three first rounders on that defensive line. It was, it's four first rounders on that defensive line. So they they figuring it out. And guess what they're doing? They they're running the ball as well. You know, so that's just what it is. I don't think Pittsburgh gonna change their game plan. Um, what Pittsburgh is gonna do what we talked about the week before, and that was at least give two or three deep balls, two per quarter. And that's exactly what the Pittsburgh Steelers did. Either either you making a big play or you making the defense catch a pass interference call. So I think that's going to be their game plan. As much as we want to say them establishing the run, Coach T looks at it like, man, we just trying to get out the, the building with a W regardless of how we do it. It ain't got to be pretty. It ain't got to be old school, but we're just trying to get a W. I'll say this for Mason Rudolph. He at least gave the Steelers a chance to win on Sunday, despite everyone being out. Your casual fan's going to say, ah, oh, Big Ben was out, and that's the difference. You talk about establishing the line of scrimmage, Ike. Cam Hayward coming back, pro bowler. TJ Watt coming back. TJ Watt's not the defensive player of the year. Retire the award. Straight up, he leads the league in almost every statistical category, whether it's sacks, tackles for loss, quarterback hits, what have you. If he's not the defensive player of the year, it's a popularity contest, and it's not based on merit. He led the league in sacks this year with 15, despite only playing in 15 games. And so you get him back, and I'd imagine he'd help stop the run, establish the line of scrimmage. Getting those players back is going to be key in the playoff game, and they did not play on Sunday. And that was something that was encouraging to me, Ike, because – Late in the fourth quarter, when the Browns absolutely had to make a play to win the game to ensure that they were in the playoffs, the only two starters that were out there from the Steelers' standpoint was Minka Fitzpatrick and then Stefan Tuitt. Other than that, it was mostly backup players on the defense, and you still gave yourself a chance to win on Sunday when you get a lot of those starters back. There's a reason why the Steelers are a four-point favorite headed into this playoff matchup. But for me, and I get it, quietly, Cam Hayward is having a hell of a, a season. Other than, of course, defensive player of the year, in my mind, my opinion, and, and T.J. Watt. You know what I'm saying? Statistically, he, he's leading a lot of the categories when you want to talk about why he should. But at the same time, man, he's just like the team voted him, you know, MVP of the team. So that's, that's letting you know, again, I think this is his second season getting that award as, as well. But you're going to get everybody back. And you're you, you missing Bud, but High Smith, number 56, he's doing a heck of a job. This is like his sixth or seventh game. He's finally getting into a rhythm. You can see him with his spin moves, his bull rushes. You can see him, like, pulling out his bag of tricks right now. I saw Vince Williams, the middle linebacker. He backing up. Uh, and you're playing the Williams boys. I guess you can say the other Williams boy, number 51, he's doing this thing. So the Pittsburgh Steelers, man, when you want to talk about depth and guys – who had to play because of either injury or COVID, that's what they've been doing up to this point during this whole season. So I guess Coach T, and I always say this, Coach T, he loved to embrace the adversity part for whether it's on offense or defense or just for his team in general because he, he really believes the next man up, the standard is the standard, is what the Pittsburgh Steelers say. So Pittsburgh has depth. It's just the concerning part on will, them, will the defensive line be gap sound and not worry about getting sacks or will, will they come into their mindset, hey, let's stop the run, make sure Baker Mayfield in the second, let's make the, the, the third downs long, then we can get to the quarterbacks. But if they don't establish that run, whether it's on the offense or defensive side, 
it's going to be a long ball game because I guarantee you this is exactly what the Cleveland Browns going to try to do on the offensive side. They're going to try to establish the run. As well they should. And I think Big Ben back will help the Steelers as well. I know Rudolph gave the Steelers a chance Sunday. To me, it's evident he is not Big Ben's successor. And that's no knock on him. That's not to say he can't have a role of some sort in this league. But if there was anything that was really evident to me on Sunday, I've seen enough of Mason Rudolph to know he could be an adequate backup, but he's not a long-term plan for the Steelers at quarterback. He has gotten an opportunity to prove himself. I do think he made some improvements. And again, he gave the, the Steelers a shot. And really, that's all that you can ask from a backup quarterback. So, Ike, one thing I wanted to ask you about on today's show is you have experience playing an AFC North team three times in a season. And this is why you always considered the Ravens a true rival, because you play twice in the regular season, and then you play in the playoffs when everything is on the line, win or go home. What's that like from a player standpoint? One, it's tough to play a team three times. It's, it's very odd to play a team three times in the, during the course of a year. You know, the situation got to work out kind of crazy, and it did. Pittsburgh still is playing the Cleveland Browns for the third time on Saturday. So for me, playing the Baltimore Ravens is like, okay, dang, I'm about to go through goal line training camp for the fourth time. So I go through goal line training camp, which is tough, and goal line training camp, play – the Baltimore Ravens, one at home, one at Baltimore. <laughs> there go another goal line training camp experience. Now I got to come back in the playoffs and play them again. So that's a whole nother goal line training camp experience. And when we play the Baltimore Ravens, how physical it be, we say it take at least two years off your body. That's the physicality. <laughs> <laughs> that's the physicality when I play between us two, at least two. Hey, bro, every time we play, which is twice a year for the most part, because that's just standard. We're taking at least four years off our body because that's the physicality <laughs> of the games that we play. So that's why we look at each other as rivalries. One, we feel like we both got the same blueprint when it comes down to drafting and, and, and what for. Two, man, when you want to talk about the AFC North, you're really just talking about two teams who represent it. And that's either the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Baltimore Ravens. But Man, they got some young quarterbacks right now. And we talked about this early on, like who's going to be Big Ben's successor because you got a young Lamar Jackson. You got Baker Mayfield. He's playing good under his new head coach. And you got Joe Burrow. You saw what he was doing before he got injured. So you got to – and it's a lot of competition. So it's three it's three teams in the AFC North that's in, it, that's in these playoff – that's in the playoff tournament. So that's, you know, 10 and 6 ain't getting you in. And it's crazy – that we're saying this about the AFC. 10 and six, you got to look from the outside in. There's no invite if you're in the AFC. So that's letting you know how tough this AFC. 11 and five barely getting you in the AFC tournament, which is crazy. But, uh, you know, one shout out to the Pittsburgh Steelers on the, on, the, on the flip note, they have three teams representing. Man, that's special. You know, the Cleveland Browns are not the Cleveland Browns that once was. The Baltimore Ravens always been afloat, and the Pittsburgh Steelers always been afloat. So I'm not looking at the past when we talk about the Cleveland Browns because this is 2021, and they're a playoff caliber team. And they've been playing like a playoff caliber team, and, and this is what the Pittsburgh Steelers going to have to deal with from now to whenever. You know, they're they going to have to deal with not only the Baltimore Ravens, 
with Baker Mayfield and company. And hopefully, if Joe Burrow comes back to the old Joe Burrow, they would have to deal with Joe Burrow as well. So the AFC North is about to be, I think in my mind, it's about to be the toughest division to play in from, from, from this point on. This is why people need to listen to the Believe in Steelers podcast, because I've been banging this drum for months now, Ike, in saying that the AFC North is the NFL's best division, even better than the NFC West, and you get three teams in. And another crazy theory that I have, watch what happens if the Ravens are one and done again for a third consecutive season, and if the Browns somehow upset the Steelers, which I don't expect to happen. But just watch how the narrative changes of what people talk about. The Browns in the playoffs for the first time since the 2002 season. Before you were in the league, Ike, I looked up what was popular back then. Eminem's Lose Yourself was the top song. Which it still is today, right? <laughs> Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers was the top movie in the box office. Well before social media. It's been a long, long time since the Browns. We're in the playoffs, but again, with the Steelers getting back all of the players, guys like Joe Hayden, guys like their kicker, Chris Boswell, who's historically one of the most accurate kickers, something I think could be a huge key in the game in the sense that I have a lot more trust in Steelers kicker, Chris Boswell, than I do Browns kicker, Cody Parkey. I just do. So you've got three AFC North teams in the playoffs, and I feel like I've been saying this for months now, and we see our predictions come to fruition. So to the listeners, you need to share this show with others because we all know that Ike's a psychic, but we're telling you things before they happen and giving you insight about things before they happen based on our knowledge of the game. Man, it's just, people will call it going outside the box. I would say, man, we just talking, we're very confident on what we say. We just see things from a different perspective. We're not going to go, with the trend and what everybody else is thinking. We come up with our own context. We, we say what we need to say and we use the right. But at the same time, for the most part, at least this year, man, we've been hitting a lot of things on the head. Whether it's the Pittsburgh Steelers are just talking about scenarios in the NFL. You know, so that's just what it is. We were talking about the Buffalo Bills early on and look at the Buffalo Bills, you know. And, and I tell people this all the time, like, you're only as good as your OC. So we, we, we dog Baker Mayfield, but now he's got a solid coach and a coach understands, like, this is Baker Mayfield. This is what I need to do. Sometimes I need to get him outside the pocket, scramble, run, and use his legs. Same way I think what they're going to have to do with Lamar Jackson coming down the stretch. Don't try to make him a pocket quarterback. Get him outside the pocket, play action pass, let him use his legs. You know what I'm saying? So that's just what it's going to be. Like, we can say... If Lamar Jackson doesn't make it deeper into the playoffs, well, which I'll think about his future. Now I'm looking at these other offensive coordinators and they figuring out ways like a Kyle Murray, a Justin Herbert. Like if I got a guy who's able to scramble at the same time, read why he's running, that's exactly what I'm going to do. Just look at Jalen Hurts. So you have to do that. When you got a pocket quarterback like a Phillip Rivers or an old school Big Ben right now, there's not too much you can do. You let them guys use it from their neck up. But when you got young guys who can use their legs and while they're running, they're reading options, whether I'm looking down the field, middle of the field, or short, you're going to have to find plays to do it. And that's what I think with a Lamar Jackson or Baker Mayfield, even if they don't think – even if, if if they think opposite as we're thinking, we're thinking they, the Pittsburgh Steelers need a successor, 
for Big Ben. If they want to look at Mason Rudolph, you got to look at Mason Rudolph like scrambling using his legs. So it's, it's just, it's just you gotta you gotta think a little bit more, and you gotta help a young kid out, especially a kid who's playing quarterback. Because bro, we all know that's a tough position. I'll take the baton from you here, Ike. That third and short conversion late in the fourth quarter after the Steelers attempted the onside kick attempt, Mm -hmm. they roll out Mayfield and on a designed run with Baker Mayfield by letting the quarterback run, you allot yourself and give yourself an extra blocker as well. They convert the first down and run out the clock and the game. So that's exactly what you're talking about. Here's the only reason why I think they did that. Baker Mayfield scrambled, and I think it was like a, a, a third or six. And he scrambled, and he went head first. Head first meaning he knew he had to get this third or six, and he wasn't going to be denied. If I see that as an OC or as a coach, okay, I'm going to let Kareem Hunt go ahead and block one of these linebackers. And since I see Baker's mindset is do or die right now, hey, Bake, this is situation. It's fourth and one. I'm getting you outside the box. Kareem, I need you to smash whoever come in front of your face first. Baker, if I feel like you got to run somebody over for this fourth run, run somebody over. Coach, I got you. But I think Baker set that up because he was scrambling. But when he was running, he was running with confidence. And that's and it shifts everything. So Baker Mayfield did what he needed to do as far as like from a personality standpoint against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Just letting us know, man, is do or die. The week before, the Browns played the Jets, and the Jets upset the Browns. Browns were without their top four receivers. But the Browns needed third and short, fourth and short conversions three times against the Jets. So Mayfield under center ran two sneaks and converted, and on the third one, he fumbled the ball. So I also think that rolling him out in a shotgun formation is an adjustment of that, of you've seen on tape, what we've done in a short yarded situation with the quarterback sneak, which isn't a very effective play to run. Tom Brady's the master of it, but I think that's the adjustment of, okay, instead of trying to get the short yardage behind my center and my guard position, we're going to do this in a shotgun and roll them out and see what's there. I also think, and I'd have to go back and look at the replay. If a guy slips through, maybe you can get a receiver down the field almost as like an RPO kind of play by rolling a quarterback out. And I know that's something that the Ravens have a propensity to do with Lamar Jackson and giving him a lot of run pass option scenarios and allowing him to make the decision whether to beat you with his arm or his legs. Yeah, it's tough. When you got a guy like Lamar Jackson, it's, it's legs first. You know, it's you want Lamar to use his legs first, pass second. It's just when you get into these playoffs, is. <laughs> is above the neck first, we're not worrying about your legs, you know? So in the Tennessee Titans show that last year when they came in to Baltimore and they ran the ball, one up and down the field on them, two just kind of shut Lamar Jackson down. So you only learn from your, you only learn from your losses. And that's what I think the upside is for, for Baker Mayfield and the company on the offensive side. Like you say, when they played the Jets, he formed the ball once, they got, they converted, they converted twice. So now coach come into the situation. He saw the body language of Baker Mayfield. And it was a good body language on scrambling, but scrambling with confidence. You know what? Let me get the young man outside the pocket. See if he can make this play for us. So that's a good adjustment. One on Baker Mayfield and two on the head coach.
And Ike, I know at the start of the season, you predicted the Steelers to go 13 and three. You also did say in your preseason prediction that you thought that the Steelers would split the season series with the Browns. So again, at 12 and four, I had them at 11 and five, you had them at 13 and three, somewhere right in the middle, which I think is just further proof that this is the premier, the best Pittsburgh Steelers show. So I want to encourage any of the listeners to go share our show with others Give us a shout out. We love to hear feedback from listeners too. So if there's anything, any kind of question that you have, or if there's a point that say you even disagree with, with either of us, we love to bring the listeners voices onto the show here on the believe in Stealers podcast. Psychic, AKA Ike Taylor, my (laughs) other psychic, AKA Mark Berger. Y'all need to tune in and listen to us. Believe in Steelers podcast. Either we coming out on Tuesday, Wednesday, or whenever football is, man, make sure y'all check us out. Mark Bergen, Mark, what is your at Instagram? Uh, I'm at MD Bergen, M-D-B-E-R-G-I-N on all social media platforms. So you can find me there. It's my first two initials and my last name, MD Bergen, wherever you're on, on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, what have you. Catch me on Twitter, Ike underscore swagging you. That's two G's, I-N, you will catch me. You can type in Ike Taylor on Instagram, but you can just put one of a kind, one or two. So Y'all keep checking us out. Shout out again to Bet Online AG for sponsoring our show. Um, Want to thank all the listeners and the followers and the reviews and just keep talking and giving us feedback, letting us know what you think. Um, any question ain't a bad question. I'm going to talk to y'all like how teachers talk to us. Whatever question you got, man, shoot it to me and Mark, and we would love to talk about it. But yeah, I just had to throw all that out there. I love it, Ike. And later this week, we're going to talk again. We're going to have a full breakdown of the playoff picture. So six games, three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday. Browns and Steelers are going to get the prime time treatment on Sunday night. So I'm really excited about that. And then we'll also talk a little bit about the head coaching vacancies that are out there on the league. Ike, we're going to talk about what we think the best jobs available are. So we'll have all of that for you here on the Believe in Steelers podcast later this week. But Steelers not able to get it done in week 17, but they'll have another crack at the Browns in the playoffs. I cannot wait, my man. Man, y'all, y'all got to make sure y'all don't get tired of me and Mark Bergen. It's going to be a lot of football going on for two days. We're talking about six games in two days when it comes down to Saturday and Sunday. So that means... Me and Mark will have a lot to talk about leading up towards them two days, whether you want to talk about the coaches getting fired and who should get hired, whether you want to talk about certain situations, or whether you just want to talk about playoffs, period. Make sure y'all check us out. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for listening to the Believe in Steelers podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Take care. We will see you later this week, and so long, everyone. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.